1: Rich 20 somethings who landed one of the biggest reality TV opportunities of the 2000s. So, what exactly made Nicole Ritchie and Paris Hilton the it girls of their time? And what exactly brought their childhood friendship undone? Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. Now you know I- Hello, Zara McDonald. Hello, Michelle Andrews. We are
0: in part two of three of The Simple Life of Paris and Nicole. Yes. In the last episode, our first episode, guys, we spoke about how Nicole and Paris met when they were really young kids in LA. They became fast friends through going to school together. We also spoke about their individual upbringings, including Paris's now infamous and pretty abusive experience at Provo Canyon, how she left school to become like tablet Fodder and the ultimate teen socialite. We also spoke about Nicole Richie, how she was adopted by Lionel and Brenda Richie when she was nine years old, how she got into drugs by the age of 14 and ended up actually using heroin and having multiple run-ins with the laws, Zara.
1: Yeah, now it was actually having the simple life on the horizon that compelled Nicole to give up the hardcore drugs. So That kind of gets us up to speed. It is 2003 and The Simple Life is about to premiere. However, just before it does, a homemade sex tape of Paris and her ex-boyfriend starts doing the rounds. And we're going to tell you all about that today. But first, let's talk about how The
0: Simple Life came to be. Zara, what the hell was The Simple Life and what is the story behind it becoming a pretty cult-like reality TV show?
1: It's pretty fascinating. Like the concept for The Simple Life came off the back of Fox Television, challenging their comedy department to find another way to do comedies outside of like the traditional sitcom format. Mm. Now, Senior VP of Comedy Development, Brad Johnson told TV Week that they decided to go back to, and I quote, those high concept six-year sitcoms only they wanted to do them for real.
0: Yeah, the 1960s sitcom that they were inspired by was called Green Acres. Now, that was a TV show where a New York Society couple moved to a farm. Brad Johnson said they originally tossed around the idea of moving a wealthy family to the Deep South, only as they're kind of talking about how to make Green Acres an in-real-life reality TV show – Paris Hilton happened to already be meeting with Fox Studios' castings department.
1: Yeah, they were apparently fascinated by her and immediately wanted to do a show. Now, the VP of casting, a woman named Sharon Klein, told TV Week, I'm used to meeting with actors who are putting on a facade. She was so real and she was funny. At the first meeting, she did not come off as stupid. She was in her own reality and not embarrassed to talk about it. There was a sweetness to her.
0: Yeah, both departments at Fox realised they had an answer. As TV Week put it, they could, and I quote, send Miss Hilton, who has never worked, a day in her life, and a friend to work and live on a farm. Only choosing who would accompany Paris Hilton wasn't exactly straightforward, though.
1: Yeah, originally Fox wanted Paris and her sister Nikki, but at this stage in Nikki's life, she was about to enter her 20s, Nikki was already growing tired of the limelight and Paris reportedly then tried to swing doing the show solo, but that just didn't fly with execs. Now, according to reports, she first put forward fellow heiress Casey Johnson, as in of Johnson & Johnson, and Rod Stewart's daughter, Kimberly, but neither seemed particularly keen on the concept of getting into TV. After a few trial and errors, though, Paris put forward Nicole Richie.
0: Yeah, just that surprise you perhaps knowing that because the way this friendship was marketed for so long was like we are best firm childhood besties it was always going to be the two of us it's not the reality nicole richie was like what fourth in line to the simple life throne yeah well it sounds
1: even to me when we're digging back through this is that yes these girls were in primary school together they were probably friendly but i'd also hazard a guess that they didn't speak for like 10 to 15
0: years. There were some party photos and stuff, but I agree with you. Maybe they spoke. They weren't best friends. Paris Hilton's best friend was either Nikki or Kimberly Stewart comes up a heap. Rod Stewart's daughter seems to have been far closer to Paris at this point in her life.
1: Yeah, for sure. I have no doubt that the show did throw Nicole and Paris together, though. Now... Regardless, the pair actually did the show together and filmed for a month in Arkansas in April 2003, which production then edited into eight episodes. Episodes. It was slated for a December two two thousand
0: and three release. Yeah, so The Simple Life was scheduled to premiere on December two, but on November fourteen, a grainy four minute videotape of Paris having sex with her ex boyfriend, professional poker player Rick Salomon, started circulating the internet without her consent.
1: Yeah, Paris had been just nineteen years old when Rick, who was her first real boyfriend and who was thirteen years her senior, pulled a camera out to film them. Having sex. Now, the tape was actually filmed in 2000 but didn't come out for three years. And by the time it was released online, Paris was 22 and she and Rick had ended their relationship. Now, People magazine reported at the time that, and I quote, an anonymous person who may be planning to sell the tape over the internet has allegedly been circulating the tape among members of the media.
0: Mm, An important thing to understand about this is that Paris's and Rick's sex tape came out in a few stages. While the first video Video edit to do the rounds was that four minute long grainy edit. The whole video actually went for about 40 minutes and different elements of those 40 minutes were released in a staggered way over time. From the beginning, Paris Hilton made it clear that this video was being distributed without her consent. Her representative said, and we quote, this tape was never intended to be viewed by the public and it is in poor taste that someone has decided to release it. This is something that Paris has maintained and reiterated multiple times over the years, that this was an act of revenge porn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Her parents also released a statement published in the New York Post in which they said, and I quote, that anyone in any way involved in this video is guilty of criminal activity and will be vigorously prosecuted. People were cynical about this from the get-go, Mish. At the time of the tape being leaked, The Guardian ran an article titled Sex Video Gives Paris Hilton Publicity Money Can't Buy. And in it, they interviewed a celebrity columnist and PR expert by the name of Cynthia Cotts. Now, Cynthia told The Guardian... It all seems very convenient and worked just right for her in the run-up to the show. It is impossible to know what drove the release of the sex tape, but I look at who benefits and that's Fox TV and Paris Hilton.
0: Mm, It's a pretty one-dimensional way to look at it. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at who benefits Fox TV and Paris Hilton. Does Paris Hilton really benefit from this? Like, okay, maybe in some ways she's now more recognizable her name is more famous but in plenty of ways she is not benefiting from an act of revenge porn
1: absolutely it's like net negative still to me like absolutely yeah is it publicizing the show Sure. Does that mean that all the shitty parts get erased?
0: No. Mm. The Guardian also spoke to New York Post gossip columnist Richard Johnson, who told them, "'When people were saying Paris was devastated by it, I wasn't buying it. It's very difficult to get Paris upset about anything that's written about her. She's very thick-skinned. I don't think this tape thing has slowed her down in the least.' If anything, it's had the opposite effect. A similar line of thought was taken by People magazine in December 2003, a couple of weeks after the tape's release. They wrote, Paris is headed not into hiding, but to a luncheon at the Ivy, the eatery of choice for Hollywood's elite. What, so the inference being that if she was actually embarrassed about this,
1: she wouldn't show her face?
0: Yeah, like, I think the inference is, could Paris be behind it? Because she's not exhibiting the level of shame publicly. That we expect that from we women. we expect from a woman who has a sex tape.
1: Yeah. Now, as this was all kicking off, the simple life was ready to air. In the lead up to the premiere, adverts for the series ran around the country under the slogan... 30 days, no money, no luxury, no clue. I do love that. <laughs> I have a lot of nostalgia about this show, I gotta be honest. Oh,
0: it was so good. From Fox's standpoint, one thing that is immediately clear when you look back at the advertisement material for the show is that they were leveraging Paris Hilton's name above anything else. Like, yes, Nicole Richie was there, but Nicole Richie was like a secondary sidekick. To Paris Hilton. Paris was absolutely seen by Fox to be the most marketable, the hottest commodity on that show. Paris was the star. Nicole was along for the ride.
1: Yeah, now as the television ads were airing right across the country, the Hilton family was in PR crisis management mode. Now, the dynasty knew the days leading up to the Simple Life's launch were extremely important for their reputation as a family. Now, according to The Age, Kathy and Richard called Dan Cora as a PR pro who ran a crisis management company in New York. Now, Dan reportedly had the Hiltons do two things. Cancel every bit of Fox's planned publicity schedule for Paris and instead schedule her for one opportunity before the show ran, a comedy skit on Saturday Night Live, which made light of
0: the sex tape. Yeah, here's a snippet from that SNL skit which Paris performed alongside Jimmy Fallon.
1: We, we won't be discussing the scandal that's been in the papers uh, these past couple weeks, all right?
0: Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that.
1: We just want to find out about you, Paris Hilton. Okay. So your family, I don't know if a lot of people know, the Hilton's own hotels all over the world, right?
0: Yes, they're New York, London, Paris.
1: Wait, so there actually
0: is a Paris Hilton? Yes, there is. (laughs) (laughs) Is it hard to get into the Paris Hilton? (laughs) Uh,
1: Actually, it's a very exclusive hotel, no matter what you've heard. Is the Paris Hilton roomy? It might be for you, but most people find it very
0: comfortable. It's not a bad skit. (laughs) I actually, yeah, I agree with you. It's such an interesting thing to look back on because what Paris gave the public, what she did publicly, was very different to how we now know she was feeling behind the scenes. I I don't love that women have to do anything when it comes to crisis managing their sex tapes that are released against their will. However, if I was a PR manager, I would hopefully do exactly what Dan Cloris did because this was smart. Like this made Paris, in my view, look like she could be in on the joke and kind of disarm people in a way that was very powerful. I agree with you about both of those
1: things. A, that I wish women didn't have to do it, but B, given we live in the real world and not some sort of like... (laughs) Utopia. I was going to say Narnia. That if that's what you're going to do she did it very well now whatever role you think the sex tape played in the simple life success there is no denying the launch was exactly that a success a reported 13 million viewers tuned in for the premiere beating out every other show in the time slot
0: yeah episode one is really something i went back (laughs) and watched it on youtube in ep one paris is donned in like a von dutch cap she is carrying around the world's tiniest dog which i completely forgot about remember how she had those like tiny little the little dogs in the handbag, little 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 dogs she was like driving around in a porsche with nicole by her side they did some shopping at dior before getting into a helicopter and heading to their farewell party in paris hilton's family's backyard there was like a hundred of their closest family and friends I forgot how much Kathy Hilton really wanted the like limelight, clearly, at this time as well. She gave a speech in the TV show. She was clearly like very invested in this being a big thing for Paris and a big thing for the family. They then get on this private jet, head to the middle of nowhere, and then are just left with this like old pickup truck and have to drive it to a nearby chicken farm and live (laughs) a completely different life it is such good television it's old and it looks old but it is scintillating also those very stark images of their like louis vuitton luggage sitting on the back of a pickup truck
1: (laughs) that stuff was stark and smart now You pretty quickly realise that the most basic of things like grocery shopping are, I say, foreign to the girls. At the very least, that's what they're playing up to the camera. Yeah. But they're also kind of tested in ways the average person would be too, like cleaning and plucking the chickens that have been killed on the farm
0: for that night's dinner. Like, not everyone would be able to do that. No. If you put me in front of a camera and said, now pluck this chicken and clean it, I would struggle. Yeah, you don't know where to start. Yeah. Now, of course, we also had the scene where Paris and Nicole sit around the table with this farming family, and have this exchange about Walmart. I don't what know. What is Walmart? Is like they sell wall stuff?
1: No. What is it? <laughs> I mean, this has got to be one of the most iconic quotes coming out of the show. It's incredible. Because it's still like you read features of Paris in the years after The Simple Life and it still talks about the warm-up quote. The New York Times said that the show, and I quote, distills the most disturbing elements of existing reality shows, the voyeurism of the real world, the gross-out antics of Fear Factor and the sexual humiliations of The Bachelor. Now, the Times also added that while Paris and Nicole seemed ditzy and ignorant, once their cell phones and credit cards are replaced by cowbells and time cards, they come closer to Cher Horowitz, the fictional heroine of Clueless, than the repellent shopaholic heroines of MTV's latest reality show, Rich Girls. Their fish out of water ineptitude serves as a social leveller <laughs> that gives them their comeuppance and preserves the dignity of their rural hosts, who seem statesmanlike in comparison. Mm. I mean, it's kind of scathing, but also exactly the point, right? This is what produces an exact swan.
0: Yeah, and also Fox. Studios did such a good job of being self-deprecating and being self-aware at the same time. It's not like they served this up to the audience and went, what trash. Like, they actually have a really good sense of humor. It's like a bit of a wink to the audience the entire time. A raised eyebrow and a wink. Now, the splash that episode one of The Simple Life made was so colossal that the second episode saw even more people tune in. Like, clearly, episode one goes out. Everyone's talking about it for the next week and by week two, a further 300,000 people are watching the show to see what all the fuss is about. ID Magazine looking back on the series has also since written that The Simple Life was and we quote, an accidentally brilliant reflection on America's deep-seated cultural and class divide. The show maintains this unique ability to fascinate its viewers from both ends of the spectrum. Rural and conservative folk gawk at rich nihilism while affluent and or urban folk gawk at pastoral traditionalism. Zara, after the break, we're going to talk about what happened next to Paris Hilton because the sex tape drama unfortunately was far from over. But first, a word from today's sponsor. <laughs>
1: Alrighty, Mish. So we've spoken about the Simple Life airing, it being, as you said just before, like this accidental brilliant reflection on class divides in America and arguably that being a reason subconsciously that it captured so many people's Mm -hmm. attention. But unfortunately for Paris, as all of this was going on, the sex tape headaches were far from over. While Rick Salomon originally insisted he had nothing to do with the sex tape leak and claimed that an acquaintance had stolen the video and sold it for 50 grand, it only took him a few months to change his mind and try and capitalize on Paris's burgeoning fame. In early 2004, he set up a website called trustfundgirls.com and offered the full version of his sex tape with Paris for 50 bucks, Yeah,
0: pay 50 bucks and you get to view it five times online. He went on to broker a deal with the pornographic film distributor to release the video on DVD as well. That DVD was famously called One Night in Paris and was released in the middle of June 2004. According to the New York Times, a video company called Red Light District went on to sell 600,000 copies of One Night in Paris. Red Light struck the deal with Rick, reportedly giving him 50% of the profits. It's just so odd how many other
1: people are able to profit of something so deeply personal and and of course having it leaked against your consent video was also bizarrely dedicated to the victims of the 9-11 attacks. The official release opened with a dedication that stated in memory of 9-11-01 we will never forget. Mm. Now as we're sure you can imagine the release of this tape led to a multitude of lawsuits. Paris sued the distributors of the tape but randomly so did Rick as well. It mm. all got incredibly legally messy.
0: Yeah, it did. The public reaction as well to the sex tape was pretty fascinating and sad when you look back. Back when all of this was unfolding, Donald Trump, who has known, we should note, has known Paris from when she was just 12 years old, told Howard Stern that he had watched Paris's sex tape. He claimed that Melania, his wife, had shown it to him. Comedian Colin Quinn said during his set... I saw a little bit of that Paris Hilton tape today, and now there's a new tape coming out. It's a tape of me jerking off to the Paris Hilton tape. When Piers Morgan later interviewed Paris, he asked her, are you good in bed, before stating, I guess it's a rhetorical question, because I watched the video this morning for research purposes, and the answer is clearly affirmative. Paris was treated as a total punchline. Joan Rivers did a bit
1: about it during stand-up, making fun of the fact that her parents must be so ashamed that she did a porno in a Marriott hotel, not a Hilton one. Even Paris's decision to go on SNL was used against her. Tina Fey, who was a senior writer on the show when Paris did her sketch with Jimmy Fallon, later told Howard Stern that Paris was awful. She said, of people who host the show come to have a good time. 99% of them are on their best behavior. They're great. And literally every four years you get one and you're like, oh my God. Harold Stern then interrupted and said, like Paris Hilton, I would kill myself. And then Tina went on and said, she's a piece of shit. The people at SNL were like, maybe she'll be fun. Maybe she won't take herself so seriously. She takes herself so seriously. She's unbelievably dumb and so proud of how dumb she
0: is. She looks like a tranny up close. I could not believe it when we stumbled upon those Tina fake quotes. I I, genu- I genuinely didn't believe they were real given... Tina Fey's reputation as this, like, pretty great feminist in the entertainment industry. And to Howard Stern, of all
1: people. Yeah. It is worth noting that Tina later backpedaled on those comments. She said she did feel bad for speaking worse about Paris than she would have liked to but at the same time she also kind of defended herself on the grounds that she felt weird that I quote lots of little 12 and 13 year old girls really admire her I mean the internalized misogyny is like on steroids here I think also the thing that's confusing about this quote is if I'm correct it is referring to her being on SNL in with that Jimmy th- Fallon skit in that Jimmy Fallon skit where she has to do that skit In order to make light of the sex tape and it was funny yeah and maybe she was tough behind closed doors but i'm kind of like she was only there because somebody had leaked this tape without her consent and she needed to go into damage control like if anyone's allowed to be difficult in that circumstance i reckon it's probably her yeah
0: i admire your ability to wade through it because i'm sitting here going i don't understand anything from what tina Fey has said like i really don't understand how she came to that conclusion When from what we could see on the show, Paris did a pretty good job and did have fun with it. it. I think the other
1: thing is that Tina Fey wasn't the only woman who came for Paris. The singer Pink made fun of her in her music video for the song Stupid Girl, which saw her rolling around in the sheets referencing the sex tape. Other celebrities also wanted to distance themselves from Paris Hilton and her image as if being like her or in the proximity of her was like a shameful thing for example blake lively said it was a dumb thing to liken her to paris adding i don't go to clubs i don't party i don't dance on tables and i don't like sex tapes sienna miller also trash talked paris when she was asked about her presence on the london club scene she said do i look like a fucking hilton sister yeah and check me out on the internet having sex the fact is i'd rather be at home cooking it's so early 2000s isn't it's it? very yeah that's the I thing. don't want to I truly don't want to excuse what these women are saying because it's awful but I do think it was so very of the time in how the media would constantly constantly pit women against yes. each other and so they all tried to eat each other because they didn't feel like there was enough space for any of them and as I said not an excuse it's fucking awful quotes but I do think the greater villain is media constantly trying to pit women and then the secondary villain are the people that say these quotes.
0: Yeah, look, the Blake Lively and Sienna Miller stuff is not ideal, but forgivable. The pink music videotape for Stupid Girl is like a level up. And then Tina Fey is a whole level above that again. I agree with that entirely. Now... Paris
1: later said in the Netflix documentary, The American Meme, that the tape was, and I quote, all over every news station, every single talk show host, everyone was making fun of it. I didn't leave my house for like months. I was so embarrassed. I felt like everyone on the street was laughing at me. I literally could not walk down the street because I felt like every single person had watched it and had seen me naked and was talking behind my back.
0: Yeah, Paris's quotes about having the tape leaked without her consent are really searing. She said, it was like being raped. It felt like I've lost part of my soul and been talked about in such cruel and mean ways. Paris also admitted that at some points after the tape was released, she wanted to die. The quote reads, I was like, I just don't want to live because I thought everything was taken away from me. I just didn't want to be known as that. I would never be who I could have been. That's, that's awful. Yeah, it's a really, really awful sentiment.
1: And I think one thing we have a conversation about a lot in this job is how rarely we give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think this is a really powerful example of why people just didn't give her the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Like, why are you so keen to assume it was her who leaked this? Like, why are you desperate to assume that? Mm. Is it because the jokes are worth it to you? Like, it's an easier thing for you in your mind to assume that she must have done this and therefore you can crack any joke you ever want at her expense because it is too troubling for you to consider a world where this is leaked against a woman's consent and she can't be the butt of your jokes
0: anymore. Yeah, I completely agree. I think as well, reading back on a lot of the commentary around this time, A lot of media commentators and news publications conflated the idea that because Paris wanted to be famous, because she occasionally maybe set up paparazzi shots or was very keen for photo opportunities, that meant she had definitely leaked her own sex tape. Like It was such an interesting mental jump to go, she wants to be famous, therefore this was definitely her choice, she wants fame at any cost. Which is such a flattening, simplistic, sorry, stupid way to read the situation. Yeah. Or that
1: because she liked fame so much, or because she liked being the center of attention, that maybe somehow she. This is what she asked it. for. Yes. Yeah. She was asking for it. Like it's a real classic line of thought for us, I feel. And it's so deeply sad. Mm. Now, years later, Paris spoke about the experience and the backlash to Vanity Fair. She said. It was a private experience between two people. You love someone, you trust someone, and to have your trust betrayed like that and for the whole world to be watching and laughing, it was even more hurtful to me to have these people think that I did this on purpose. That killed me.
0: Mm, The way that Paris' sex tape was spoken about and treated also impacted an entire generation. As written in Vox, you don't have to think that Paris Hilton is a good or admirable or even an okay person to find the circumstances of her sex tape troublesome. You only need to think about how it affects an era of American pop culture and all of us who consumed it. Today's 20 and 30 somethings grew up in a world that relished a Paris Hilton sex tape joke. Those jokes were in the air we breathed and the water we drank. She was the butt of every joke growing up. Like mm. that's who I remember
1: her to be a little bit. So I agree with that quote wholeheartedly. Now, it becomes clear that the personal toll of 2003 and early 2004 was monumental for Paris, but professionally, she was kind of doing better than ever. It was no surprise to anyone that The Simple Life was renewed for a second season. I mean, particularly in the wake of those stats we spoke about earlier, (laughs) Mish. And they did it very quickly as well. In March 2004, only sort of three to four months after the show premiered, They filmed season two, set for a June 2004 release. This feels really, really quick to me. Yes. Am I crazy? I feel like we don't do that anymore.
0: No, I agree with you. They really jumped onto it. And I'm trying to think now, like we have the Kardashians, obviously, where people's lives are followed 24-7, or at least that's the appearance they want to give us. It takes so much longer for a show like the Kardashians to come out. I wonder if back in the embryonic stages of reality TV, back when this was such like a, a new medium, It was less edited and less slick. Like they really would chuck it out early. I think that almost helped the momentum. The fact they got this out meant people could jump on it. Even if it wasn't slick, it was still entertaining.
1: Yes, I totally agree with you. I think it probably would have taken them some time to realise that they could manufacture reality TV almost in the way they could manufacture a sitcom Now, in June 2004, Season 2 of The Simple Life premiered and once again continued to perform well. Almost 10 million people tuned in for Episode 1, meaning that Nicole and Paris were officially on their way to becoming complete pop culture Mm. icons. Like, they were the centre of the zeitgeist. And they became spectacularly in-demand, Mish, outside of their roles on the show.
0: Yeah, Nicole landed a handful of small TV roles on shows like Eve, Rock Me Baby and American Dreams. She also did a cameo appearance on Six Feet Under. She worked as a model and famously flashed her boobs to the audience while walking a runway during LA's Fashion Week in 2004. Do you remember that? I do remember it. People, at least to my memory had more time for Nicole Richie than they did for Paris Hilton. Yeah, because I think
1: people thought that Nicole had a sense of humour. Yes. I think they
0: both had a sense of humour. And she was like the underdog
1: maybe a little bit. Yes, that's probably very, very
0: true. I think she seemed mildly more rogue than Paris Hilton. I think the reason people maybe had more time for Nicole was she almost had that rock chick aesthetic that people go, oh, she's a wild child. Yes, she's a wild child, whereas Paris, with her little handbags and
1: tiny dogs, was quite manicured, and people therefore thought she was maybe a little bit too put together and a bit too serious. (laughs) Now, meanwhile, Paris appeared in a number of supporting and guest-starring roles, including The O.C. and Veronica Mars. She released a New York Times best-selling book titled Confessions of an Heiress, and in December 2004, released her first ever perfume with Parlux fragrances, a decision that would instantly Boost the company's revenue by forty-seven percent, and would prove to be a stroke of business genius in the years to come for Paris personally.
0: This is—I I know the celebrity fragrances went on to become such a huge thing. Paris Hilton was really one of the first celebrities to capitalize on her fame by releasing a celebrity perfume. Like whatever you think about her level of intelligence. She has proven that she is so savvy by getting into celebrity fragrance in 2004. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Almost 20 years ago. Yeah, that's kind of when I was in my peak celebrity
1: fragrance (laughs) era too. I had all of them.
0: Now, you could say the pair were the original influences, particularly Paris. They had this insane knack for creating moments and catchphrases that seized the public and became part of the cultural lexicon too. For example, they really knew how to make a slogan almost a trademark. Remember how that's hot? Absolutely. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Was everywhere. Here's how Nicole Richie explained the prominence of that's hot to Conan O'Brien in 2005. What does it mean?
1: Okay, well, there's three meanings. It can either mean like... I really like your suit. That's right. really, It's it's hot. Okay. Or like if you tell me like, hey, I farted an hour ago, I'll be like, that's hot, like sarcastically. Or it means that. Well, so, or or it can mean that I'm not even listening to you and I have nothing to say, so I just say that's hot. The thing about that interview as well is like Nicole gets on Conan and the first question he asks her is about that's hot. Like mm. that's how relevant that slogan. Was Now, no matter which way you slice it, the public found Nicole and Paris scintillating both on the screen and off it. While The Simple Life certainly wasn't everyone's cup of tea.
0: Vicky Andrews hated it. No, I can imagine. (laughs) It
1: kind of launched their profiles into the celebrity stratosphere. Like they just became famous.
0: Yes, very famous. And perhaps... Because of that fame, not all was well behind the scenes. In fact, shooting for season three of The Simple Life was delayed because rumors started to emerge in mid-2004 while season two was airing that perhaps Paris and Nicole had fallen out.
1: Yeah. Now, San Francisco Gate reported in August that year that, and I quote, Paris threw a tantrum when TV chiefs tried to persuade her to sign on for another series of hit reality show, The Simple Life, adding that she apparently vowed earlier this year not to work on a third series of the smash television program after falling out with fellow rich
0: girl, Nicole Ritchie. Mm, They filmed season three regardless. They pushed through, they filmed season three. And at the start of 2005, around the time of season three's premiere, more rumors emerged about what had gone on between Paris and Nicole. In fact, rumors were circulating that Paris was trying to kick Nicole off the show. In Touch Weekly reported that Paris told a friend, I can carry my own show. Yeah, and in
1: February, Nicole sat down on The Howard Stern Show and, to a keen observer, seemed to be a little chilly-mish on the topics of Paris Hilton and The Simple Life. Mm. There were a couple of weird moments,
0: weren't there? Yeah, I listened to this entire 40-minute-long interview and there was a lot of stuff there. I mean, first of all, as always, there was the particularly gross stuff from Howard Stern, like he made... Comments about how he loves that Nicole is flat chested and he wanted to have sex with her midway through the interview. Like he was sexualizing and leering and gross. But then when it came to Nicole and actually talking about Paris Hilton and the Simple Life, there was some interesting stuff there as well. In one instance, a man called into the radio station and told Nicole, You're beautiful. I love your voice. You're very pretty. I think you're 10 times better than Paris, 10 times better than her, to which Nicole simply responded, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if someone called up to me and goes, you're 10 times better than Zara. And I just go, Thanks. Thank you for your compliment.
1: (laughs) What a bizarre thing to do. Now, in another instance, Nicole's asked how much she's paid for The Simple Life and after probing admits it's more than $75,000 an episode. Only when Nicole is asked if Paris has paid the same and the hosts suggest that she's probably paid more, Nicole kind of falls silent and eventually she
0: shares that she and Paris hadn't actually discussed pay before. It is so interesting. Like they're really going at her, number one, going at Nicole to find out what she's paid per season i think around this stage it was like 10 or 11 episodes a season so what 75 grand an episode 750k for the whole season they were going at her going we bet paris is being paid triple we bet paris is being paid millions and you can almost hear you can see the cold being planted in nicole's head to go fuck I've never, th- I've never thought about that. I've either never thought about it or now I'm in a place in my life where I want to challenge this. I've been in denial maybe about it for so long. Yeah, 100%. Now, in March,
1: People magazine caught wind of serious trouble between them. Under an article titled Paris and Nicole's Not-So-Simple Life, journalists noted that the duo weren't seen together at the Vanity Fair Oscars party despite both being in attendance. They also noted that Nicole had made every attempt to avoid bumping into Paris when they found themselves at the same Beverly Hills restaurant. Now, people also pointed out that there was a rumoured pay gap between them. Industry insiders believe that Paris was paid more than $5 million
0: <laughs> for Season 3, while Nicole was apparently paid far less. Do you reckon that's a coincidence that it was only a few months before that we had that Howard Stern nah. interview, biggest radio show in the country, and within a few months, People magazine is going there is a pay gap and not just a small one. Paris might be paid $5 million a season. I don't think
1: it's a coincidence. But that said, I also wouldn't be surprised if Howard Stern knew that there was a pay gap, so deliberately did that. Or if there were rumours circulating about it and they decided to make a moment of it. Like, I just wouldn't be surprised if this had been circulating for a little bit. But the Howard Stern interview was the first big ticket item where we heard about it. He
0: put it on the map, like he made it a talking point. Now, another question for you sorry before we move on is it fair enough if that's true that Paris was paid about five million dollars and Nicole was paid I'm gonna stab in the dark she says it was above 75 grand an episode let's say it was 100 so she's paid about a million per season do you think that pay gap is fair No. Do I think pay gap is fair? Yeah, I do. By season three, though,
1: I'm not sure. Because pay gap in season one, for sure, Paris is the one that was negotiating this. agree. She was the star. Season two, small pay gap, okay. I do kind of think by season three, probably should be on the same. Yeah. What do you think?
0: I think a little bit in the entertainment industry, is always going to be determined by how big your celebrity status is. I think a little pay gap would have been fine by season three. I think they should have been inching closer and closer yes. to each other. I agree with you. I also think it's on you as a friend, if you really are that close, to help each other
1: out. Oh, yeah. And negotiate, to negotiate together. together. Yeah, but and they were never going to do this. It's Hollywood. And they were competitive. <laughs> now, in April... Paris confirmed the rumor that Nicole wouldn't be part of the fourth season of The Simple Life. Instead, she said she'd <laughs> be replaced by her friend Kimberly Stewart, who we've mentioned earlier, who's the daughter of Rod Stewart. Paris told USA Today, she went on the record and said, it's my show. I've had it for three seasons and I want to freshen it up, make it newer and faster.
0: Yeah. Fox and the production company behind The Simple Life immediately flew into damage control. They released statements neither confirming nor denying what Paris was saying. They told The Hollywood Reporter, We are currently discussing internally the creative direction of the next season of The Simple Life. We are huge fans of both Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, and look forward to solidifying our plans for the next installment of this fantastic franchise in the very near future. I feel like... With hindsight, the Fox would have been
1: pissed that Paris went rogue because it seemed like Nicole was still under contract. So I kind of wonder, and this is totally me just guessing, having dug into all of it, if Paris was trying to kick her off the show because they had fallen out and couldn't do it because Nicole was under contract, so just announced a new co-star instead and hoped
0: that would work better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission was kind just of like, situation. I'll just go to the public and force their hand. I'm going to force it. It didn't work though, did no, it? No, <laughs> it
1: didn't. Spoiler alert. Now, a week after Paris' comments to USA Today, she issued a statement confirming that her and Nicole were no longer friends. She said, it is not a big secret that Nicole and I are no longer friends. I will not go into the details of what happened. All I will say is that Nicole knows what she <laughs> did
0: and that's all I'm ever going to say about it. I love that last line. All I will say is that Nicole knows what she Did and that's all I'm ever gonna say. Brutal. (laughs) So, what exactly
1: did Nicole Richie do, and would the friendship ever be repaired? And. Beyond that, what happens to the TV juggernaut that is the simple life if these two can't have a conversation or be in the same room? (laughs) We will find out on the
0: next episode of Scandal. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode two of The Simple Life of Paris and Nicole. This is a rollicking ride and I'm having the best time. I'm having such a wonderful time. It is a real delight to be going back through it
1: all. We've still got so much to cover on our next episode. As always, we are on Instagram at shamelesspodcast. We are on TikTok at shameless underscore podcast and we will be back in your ears on Thursday for another wrap in the week that was in pop culture. Yeah, you guys just know the throwback galleries for this one are going to be iconic. Iconic. (laughs) See you then, guys. Bye.
0: Shameless Media.